The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. I hope you're all having a great day, and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving as well. I had a pretty good one. We, um, we uh, let's just see, we, you know, the family's gone, the kids are out of the house, you know how that goes. And so my wife and I were going to spend Thanksgiving just by ourselves. I was going to go buy a couple of steaks and cook steaks, and then... Somebody in Utah, uh, they know who it is for listening, and uh, Eric and Terry, thank you very much, bought, uh, just bought us a Thanksgiving meal up here. And um, I went and got it, and then, uh, so we had this nice Thanksgiving meal. Well, we just said, Nick and I, my wife and I, right? And so, well, we had a, we realized my, one of my daughters is coming, our daughters is coming over. So she came over. And as a friend of mine who I realized, wait a minute, he may not have someone, uh, someplace to go. So we invited him also. So we had a nice little dinner time, and then we gave some food away because we had plenty. And it was just a great Thanksgiving, and we were thankful. That's how my, mine went. Uh, I hope yours was good. I hope you had a good time with family, with friends, and um, that you were thankful. And so far, we're still able to celebrate this in our country, even though the woke idiocy is taking foothold and ruining a lot of stuff. But uh, for now, hey, praise God, we're able to um, to answer questions and I mean to have fellowship and stuff like that. Sorry, look at something. Now that reminds me, the uh, you had a little bit of a phone problem on the CARM website, the CARM ministry. We've got that taken care of. So if you were to go to the bottom of the CARM site and you were to dial, you'll immediately be taken to, to voicemail. That's how we've got it arranged. So that uh, we can then go in and uh, at our leisure just go in and answer questions. And it goes into a certain email account, and which is you know dedicated to that, and a couple other things. And so if you have questions and issues, you know, you can contact us that way. So I'll just let you know at the bottom of the CARM website. And just want to tell you that we definitely uh, need your prayers uh, for this ministry. And what's been happening lately is uh, the Lord has been putting verses uh, before me, different people, different situations. And it's really um, it's really kind of interesting, the same theme that's going on. And for the past several days, uh, I'll, I'll be here, or something will pop up on my phone as I signed up for a, a verse of the day thing. And in other places, in other situations that are not related to each other, the same verses are popping up. This not the exact same scripture, but I mean the same topic, you know. And it's been trust God and pray. And and also don't worry. And I'm gonna tell you, the latter was a little bit tough, uh, as we all are facing the issues of our uh slowing down economy thanks to the Democrats and what they've done uh, we just pray that um, you know that we can recover from this and so just letting you know that we stay on the air by your support and if you would be so kind as to consider supporting us at five dollars a month five dollars a month you can go to karm.org forward slash donate everything you need right there 
And uh, I hope $5 a month is not too much to ask for. And uh, I just hope that you would consider supporting us. A lot of people, I think, will say, well, look, $5, I'm not going to worry about it because it's not going to help CARM that much. If that's the attitude everybody has, then we're, we're in trouble. And so please don't have that attitude. If that is your attitude, please consider supporting us. And also, just to let you know, that we have three schools, uh, online schools, that you can check out. Uh, School of Apologetics, School of Theology, School of Critical Thinking. And that you can go check them out and sign up for them. And uh, you can help us out there, too, because that's just another good way of supporting the ministry. And you get something uh, back uh, in return for that. So please consider that. We do need your support. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 2276. We have three open lines. Let's get to Rudolph from Raleigh, North Carolina. Rudolph, welcome. You're on the air. The Rudolph. Name oh, if the name Jew comes from the tribe Judah, why does mm-hmm. everyone refer to um, the 12 tribes as Jewish? Because they all basically, Judah became the Jews, all right? And so the 12 tribes are, and the word Jew just became a word used to designate the Jewish nation, the people of Israel. And so the 12 tribes of Israel are, are Jewish. That, that's all. It's just how the word is used. Okay. So even okay. though mm-hmm. uh, Judah is where you come from if they call all 12 of them Jewish it means the same thing no it's just it it has become a word that's now all encompassing that's all they just use it in a non-technical way that's all it's going on okay 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 (laughs) okay well thank you very much God bless you. Take care. I'll keep listening. All right. We'll keep listening. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And, yes, uh, and yes. well, good. All right. Well, God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. So uh, let's get to Charles from Ohio. Charles, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Uh, I've been listening to you for years, and God bless you. I love your ministry and love your work. I actually ordered a couple of your books uh a couple of days ago, the Christian Defense Manual and Atheism and Apologetics. So I'm looking oh, forward okay. to reading those. My 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 question was regarding uh, full preterism because I've I've stumbled now into the preterist camp, and you know I come from a dispensational premillennial background. I just wondered if you had any references you could give me to kind of uh, learn a little bit more about it. Full preterism, okay, is yeah. different than partial. Full preterism is refuted by Scripture. Very clearly. Let me show you where. Are you there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm trying to learn all this stuff, you know. All right. So in full preterism, it says that Jesus returned in 70 AD in the armies of Rome to destroy the people, right? Yeah. Right? Okay. So that's the return of Christ, Right. Uh, from what I understand that's what they say that's what they say this is what the Bible says 
Acts 1, 9-11. And after he had said these words, Jesus, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received them out of their sight. So they're looking up, and a cloud received Jesus out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This man, Jesus, who's been taken up to you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you've watched him go into heaven. That's how he's going to return. Not in the armies of Jerusalem. Full preterism is now refuted. Notice I said full preterism. Okay? Not partial. All right? Okay, I, I got it. It's, it's simple. Now, what they'll often do, the full preterists, they'll say, looking into the sky, they saw a cloud. Well, you see in, in Hebrews, the word cloud means a group, a cloud of witnesses. So how do you know it doesn't mean that here? That's what they'll do. Like, well, just read what it says. They watch him go up, and they're looking in the sky, and there's clouds there. What do you think it means? You know? And so that refutes it. Now, partial preterism is fine. Partial preterism says a lot of what was spoken of by Jesus was fulfilled then, and a lot of it will be fulfilled later. So it's partially fulfilled then, and will be completely fulfilled later. Hence, partial preterism, and I hold to that. But full preterism, no way. Not, not acceptable, because it's refuted by Acts 1, 9 to 11. Well, thank you, man, and I, I appreciate getting to talk with you. God bless you, and you have a great day. Okay, but before you go, what do you think of that response, though, out of Scripture? Do you do you agree that it refutes well, the full preterist view? Well, I you know I I just ordered a bunch of books. I I got a uh, books on both partial and full preterism, and I'm just okay. you know I'm trying to learn about it because uh, you know at, at first glance it it, it it makes a lot of sense. It has a lot of explanatory power. Yes, um, it does. But I'm just wondering if maybe some people have taken it too far. That's what they've done, taken it too far. And so this is why partial preterism comes to the rescue. But what I would recommend you do seriously is Acts 1, 9 through 11. It's just the first chapter of Acts. 3 times 3 is 9. Okay, Acts 1, 9 through 11. Just read before, read after, and don't let them or anybody, including me, as much as you can, not tell you what it really means. But read it for what it says and be convinced of what it actually says. Then see if others actually are agreeing with the scripture. Because like I said, I know I so to speak poison the well a little bit by telling you this, but what they'll do is they'll say the word sky, or it's going to be cloud, like in Hebrews 11, I think it is. Uh, let's see where it's the word cloud. Yeah, Hebrews 12, 1, sorry. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, and they take the word cloud, and it's called illegitimate totality transfer. A word has a range of meanings in different contexts. So the word green, for example, can mean color, naive, sick, money, uh, 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 chlorophyll that you know, plants use. It can mean several things. So you don't take one of the meanings in the semantic domain, the domain of meanings it has in different contexts. You don't take the meaning over one place and transfer it to another. That's called illegitimate totality transfer. It's just an exegetical error. And this is what they do. I've seen, I've had full preterists tell me this. 
and, and do this. They'll say, well, in Hebrews 12.1, we have great cloud of witnesses. You see, it's a gathering of people. It's an understanding of a group. And then they'll go back to Acts 1. See, did lifting up and he was taken to the cloud. It means all the witnesses that are there. That's what they'll do with it. And you see how illegitimate that is. Because what we could do do is do it in the reverse. We could say, well, in the context of Acts 1, 9-11, the word cloud is in the sky where Jesus ascended into. They're looking up into the sky. We're looking up in it. I mean, that's where the cloud is. That's what the, you know. We could then say the cloud means the white puffy thing that has water in it. And then we could transfer that over to uh, Hebrews 11 or Hebrews 12, 1. And we could do the same thing in reverse. Since we have so great cloud, that puffy white thing with, with water, uh, witnesses around us, because those clouds are bearing witness of the, the truth of God's uh, greatness, because it's part of his creation. Do you see how it works, Matt? This is the kind of logic that they'll do. And cults do, and false teachers will do, to make their theology fit into the scripture, or should I say, make the scripture fit their theology. That's why I'm saying, before you read the other stuff, and I know I've already told you this, and given you my view, but uh, you know, you, you want to trust a guy in a radio named Slick, you know, that's, that's for sure. But read Acts 1, 9-11, and just, just read it for what it says, as, as plainly as possible. You can't do that with everything. You know, God covers you with his wings. Well, read what it says. It means he has wings. Here, we're not talking about poetry. We're talking about history. We're talking about events. We're talking about what happened. We're talking about the book of Acts, which is a collection of events that was researched about what happened. He went here, walked there. And that's what's going on in Acts 1. Okay? Thank you, man. God bless. God bless you, man. God bless. Let me know how it turns out for you. Hey folks, three open lines, 877-207-2276. We will be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We have three open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get on the air with Chuck from Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Doing all right. Um, Hanging in there, buddy. What do you got, man? Hey, Matt. I read an article in the Christian Research Journal that talked about taking the getting a humanities degree, like mm-hmm. liberal arts. And yes. what the person said was, was that it was valuable because it taught people how to read, write, and think. Yes. And that even and that even it's more valuable than many of the technical degrees because those three uh, things, reading, writing, and thinking, are always important even when the technologies fade out and there's another technology that you gotta learn. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was really good and, and, and then and you know and then Marco Rubio was joking about, you know, philosophy, you know, de- denigrating it. But that's a mistake. If he would read something yeah. like they leave they leave to Dewey, he'd be blown away, you know? Right. From Clark. Now- so, and, you know, the CRI, uh, Christian Research Institute Journal, 
uh, yeah, in the in the issue of apologetics and thinking, a liberal arts degree will be very beneficial. Now, if I were having to start all over again, and I knew I was going to seminary again, I had to start everything over, I would get a liberal arts degree. But if I, I had wasn't going to go to seminary, and I had to provide my family, I'd get a computer degree. I like computers. I'd get something in computers, computer science, computer uh, security, because I'd want something that was going to give me the ability to make a living. And you know, so right, it, it's good. Right, it's good in one. A liberal arts degree is good in one sense. In another sense, it may not be because what can you get and do with a liberal arts degree? Sometimes you have to go to a graduate level before you can really um, get get a better job. Not that you can't with that. So a liberal arts degree, right. you can do all kinds of things. Uh, you can work in education, restaurants. You can work in various things. And most, I've heard a statistic: eighty percent of the people with a bachelor's degree don't work in the field that their degree is in. So my uh, bachelor's is in social science. I don't work in that at all. So you know. Uh huh. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. 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 It's good if we can do it, you know. You're right. We're constrained, but, you know, life takes over, right? You know, you get a family, yes. you got to feed them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. you got to yeah, feed them. It's interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't read Hank Hanegraaff stuff because, uh, you know, he's in the Eastern Orthodoxy and he had an article, right. you know, uh, uh, Salvation by the uh water and faith or something and i just i knew what he was mm -hmm. getting into with that that eastern orthodoxy i just stay away from it but he can good. he gets people that have good pretty good articles you know from different fields but it was interesting and i just wanted your take because i know you're interested in how people think yes and things like that that's been your whole life you know uh in apologetics yeah. but of course mm -hmm. We believe, you and I believe in the Bible, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and that. But I was just interested on your take, and uh, it was very interesting to me. I love education. I love it, love it, love it, you know. Yeah, me too. And, uh, in fact, I've been thinking about going and doing a doctorate, but um, I don't have the money for it. And I found a cheap right. doctorate, less than $10,000, um, a, uh, a doctorate of, of ministry. And I could work and focus on apologetics, but hey, you know, I'm with you. I like love school. I'd love to be able to do something like that, but just can't afford it. That's just the way it is. So right, right, yep. Yeah, you're right, Mac. We're here, uh, Matt. We're here. You know, we're just pilgrims passing through, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Pretty soon, That's right. Yep, we're pilgrims passing through, and we know this world is tough, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, God I bless agree. you, Matt. Love you. Love your ministry. You're a good brother in the Lord. A good man, Matt. You make sure my wife knows that. Okay. He just, <laughs> just give me her phone number. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, you know, she doesn't know how great I am. You know, that's the problem. Is I try and convince her, but she gives me this weird stare, it's like a, a neutral, flat line <laughs> stare with her eyelids at half mast. And she, I don't know, I, I don't know if she's accepting it or not. You know, I'm trying to, hey, I'm great. You got to know that. And, right. and so that, that's where we're at. Okay, Matt. Good talking to you, brother. All right, man. God bless. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's get to, let's see, next longest waiting is Alberto hey, from Georgia. 
Alberta, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, good evening, Master Lick. I have two questions. Since the man mentioned hang autograph, I would, it just popped in my mind a little while ago about what happened to him. He said he went, he went rogue. Exactly what, why he went rogue. Where did he, is he at now doing? Wait, who went rogue? Hank Anagraph. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, uh, yeah, Hank, went, went, Hank Anagraph went rogue, and uh, I believe he's, he's, he's an apostate. He went into the Eastern Orthodox Church. And I've studied Eastern Orthodoxy now for a few years, and I don't believe it's Christian because it talks about the energies of God which are like the attributes that emanate out of him, that work in your soul, that you then participate with, by which you then, through the sacraments, obtain salvation. So you cannot say that you're justified right now, but that you are working towards that goal with the energies of God and the sacraments in the truth of the Eastern Orthodox Church. So it's a, it's a load of crud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so, so when, when, it talk, when the Bible talks about the... When it says about that the Lord should expect the church without wrinkles, about blemish, is that a work salvation type thing or not? Well, yeah. I mean, we can't add anything to the work of Christ, even though people try and do it with their baptism, with their sincerity, with their not doing bad or they're doing good, and hopefully that that combined with the blood of Christ will give them salvation. And that's just heresy. That's demonic teaching. That's what Satan wants people to believe instead of relying on Christ. And so... Uh, I just talked myself into a corner and forgot what you what, what you asked. Give me that again, so I can get back on track. About 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 what a verse Bible verse says about uh, the Christ comes to give for a church without blemish, without spot and wrinkle. Oh yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And so in that, we're, the pastor is supposed to work with us, and the elders supposed to work with us to present us as holy before the Lord. Not that we are in of ourselves, and that we're able to achieve it through our works. But the idea is that in our trust in Christ, that what we're doing is seeking to be more like God, more like Christ, that is, more like Jesus in all of the areas of our life, and that we are continually abandoning sin. That's what that's talking about. It's not talking about obtaining salvation or maintaining it by that effort. And that's what the Eastern Orthodoxy does, and Roman Catholicism, and Mormonism, and Jehovah's Witnesses, they do. So the, the, the church presented pure before God, is through the blood of Christ, and only by faith that we receive that and are presented before God because of what Christ did. Okay. All right. There's the music, but we got to go. All right. Thanks a lot, Alberto. Hey, folks, we have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Give me a call. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get to Bob from Archdale, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello, sir. Hi. Uh, I was curious, are you familiar with Robert Henderson's teachings on the courts of heaven? Nope. But because I saw that's what you're going to talk about during the break, I researched it. So that's the okay. only familiarity I have. 
and I have an opinion already formed. Okay. Well, can I hear the opinion? Yeah. Stay away from this guy. He's, he's a load of crud. Operating okay. in the courts of heaven, one of his books, Granting God the Legal Rights to Fulfill His Passion and Answer Our Prayers. This kind of a title of a book, where you grant God the legal rights, I'm going to grant it to God, is arrogant foolishness. Anybody would put okay. that on a title of a book, and I am judging a, a, a book by, by its uh, cover now. You don't grant God anything. That is, uh, uh, there's a, it makes me mad. And, and there's words I want to say that are a lot stronger than what I, I think I should say on the radio. But it is okay. foolish. And the Greek word would be skubalon. means defecation. And this is what this guy is doing right there, granting God the legal rights. You idiot. You don't grant God anything, you fool. That's that's it. He's a fool for this kind of a thing. If he's saying, oh, you got to grant God the legal right. To, what? Are you crazy? What moronic theology are you getting that from? And then he has other well, titles. Would... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well... If you read in Daniel, uh, he he bases this off of Daniel chapter seven, I believe, verses mm-hmm. ten and eleven, mm-hmm. uh, where it des- where it describes the throne room and he sits and opens the books. The way he describes it is yep. is before the, before the dawn of time, he knew us and he wrote in a book what our lives would be, mm-hmm. and through the course of life, things happen. Sin, obviously. And what you do in his teaching is you go around, if you want to say spiritual warfare, and you go into his court and you plead your case before God that the adversary is telling lies about you, and you cut it at the root there. Now, I've never seen his book cover, so I can't speak any knowledge of that. I believe you when you say that I do agree that the phrasing that you grant God the legal right is heresy in those it words. And I agree with that completely. Yep. And like I said, I've never seen the book, but his teachings I am aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, is it is so close to the truth, but it pushes my theology, stretches my theology, I should say, to the point to where I'm leery of it, and nice. I haven't fully accepted it. But I need somebody who is a little bit smarter than me to look into it. Because I don't want to get my mind twisted in. Well, let's just say, and uh, let me see if uh, Charlie sometimes puts stuff in. He knows things I don't know. Uh, yeah, Charlie says he's a hack indeed. Charlie, he, he, he does a lot of apologetics with me uh, behind the scenes, and he knows about, he tends to know about people more than I do. And so he, he's saying the same thing I'm saying. He's a hack. So when you go to Daniel 7, and it talks about the thousands of thousands were attending on him, it, it's not there that we have to bring our case before God. That's not biblical. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is the one who mediates between the Father and us. He brings the case before God, not us. And this idiocy that we grant to God the legal right to fulfill his passion and answer our prayers, what that does is it demotes God and it elevates man. It's arrogance. It's idolatry. Yeah, I I didn't see it from that perspective. 
Yeah. And then, let's see, 365 prayers and activations for entering the courts of heaven. Now you've got these 365 prayers. That's 365 prayers out of the, uh, for the, the days or the year. And they activate your ability to go enter the courts of heaven. This is, this is reminiscent of sorcery. See, what you want to do, I could write this. I could write a book of heresy and say, look, you want to go to the courts of heaven. A court is a legal place. And so in a legal place, you need to have an advocate. Well, Jesus is our advocate, but you've got to present your case. Because he wants you to come. He's a mediator. It doesn't mean you don't do anything. It means you do stuff. And you need to have those prayers, which are already in Scripture, that activate the power that you're going to have to advocate for yourself before God. People go, amen, that sounds so good. And I'm making it up as I'm talking, and I know it's heresy. We don't activate anything. God lets us, in the humility of our prayers, seek our Lord and Savior Jesus and ask him to intercede for us. And then we ask him, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Please use my prayers. Please consider the the pleading of my heart before you. Lord, this has been happening in my life. Would you please take care of this? Could you deal with this? But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Instead of, I need to enter into the courts of heaven and grant God the right and the opportunity, what does it say? Here, to uh, grant God the legal right to fulfill his duty, and then I can activate all of this with my prayers. It's, it's just, this kind of stuff infuriates me. It's the elevation of man and the demotion of God. And I don't, I'm not, I can't say the guy's a Christian. I can't say he's not a Christian. But I can say this, I bet you if I were to interview him, it wouldn't take but five minutes to expose him for the heretic he really is, given that this is it. Unless he says, no, we don't mean that by the title. Then why are you putting the title up there like that? That we activate 365 prayers and activations for entering the courts of heaven? What do you mean to activate? What the stinking heck is that? That just makes me mad. I I hate heresy. I, I do. Receive another book title, Resetting Economics from the Court of Heaven, Five Secrets to Overcoming Economic Crisis and Unlocking Supernatural Provision. How about this one? Unlocking Destinies from the Court of Heaven, Teaching Series, blah, blah, blah. Um, Removing Hindrances that Delay or Deny Healing. Yeah, he's a positive confessionist. I wouldn't trust that guy any further than I could throw ten tons of elephant excrement. (laughs) Well, I do. I listen to you quite often, and I subscribe to CARM, and I value your opinion and your knowledge and your discernment. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to answer these questions because, like I said, I just started. I was just introduced to it, and I started diving into it and studying it. But there is something that is there's something that was just kept triggering red yeah. flags. Uh, so you I know what. I, had the opportunity, I was driving, and I thought I would call him. Okay, so Charlie put in some more stuff. Chris Roseborough warns about Robert Henderson's Court of Heaven false teachings. And um, and you can go to BTWN News, Chris Roseborough. Uh, you can also email us. We could probably give you the, the link. But also, Charlie says... Um, uh, Henderson then explains that after receiving the, this revelation from God, he went into the courts of heaven and repented for the negligence of his great-great-grandfather. Yeah, no, I did hear him tell that story. 
He went into the courts of heaven, and then he repented for someone else's sin. Hmm. That's he right uses, out of the book of Second Stupidity. His, arg- his argument for that is that you can... I can't remember the verse off the top of my head that you can uh, intercede for someone's sins, but not unto the sin of death. Well, yes, these are half truths. This kind of stuff is full of half truths. You're going to intercede for someone. What does that mean right. to intercede? So if if I, if you tell me, hey, you know, I got a, a you know a back injury, I, I say I'm going to pray for you. I'm interceding, but I don't grant access to anybody by my prayers and activate something to go in the courts of heaven. You know, right. it's just well. See, my fear was is he's cherry picking. He's yeah, cherry picking he verses and putting a theology together. That was my fear. Is I was, you know, listening to him and writing down the scriptures and reading what he was cherry picking. That's the feeling I was getting. Yeah, I, I'm with you. In fact, I'm reading another thing uh, that Charlie put in. Henderson says that God told him that since his great great grandfather quote stole the dreams away from someone else close quote. The enemy, Satan, now has the legal right to steal his dreams away from him. This is just, this is just, it's just stupidity. It's just idiocy. It's acidity. It's, you know, from the book of Second Stupidification. It's just, it's a load of crud. Okay? It's just ridiculous. Okay. This is not biblical. It's just a charlatan. This is the, these are the words of charlatans. These are the words of heretics. These are the words of those who are in the service of the evil one. And they speak half-truths. And with half-truths come a ton of lies. And they deceive people. And this is what's going on. Okay? Yeah, stealing the dreams okay. away. Give me a break. Stupid. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. Now All right. Well, thank you very guy. much. I appreciate your time. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, folks. We have, uh, let's see, two open lines. Give me a call, 877-207-2276. See if you can hit my button and get me going. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's see, we got one open line. Just want to give you guys a reminder. Wow, it's already a quarter tail. Hey, we do uh, need your support. Please consider supporting us. Uh, $5 a month would be great. We were trying to get a 1,000 people to do that. That would take care of our bills. And uh, we'd be able to pay our missionaries and things like that. So if you are enjoying what you hear, mm-hmm. I, hope you are, I hope you are, uh, then please consider supporting us at carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate and uh, we'd love it five dollars a month all right let's see next longest waiting is jonathan from dallas texas jonathan you're on the air um hi there matt how are you buddy doing all right hanging in there man what do you got buddy um uh it's it's more just like a personal experience and uh uh you know like type of thing rather than a question a buddy of mine called me a week ago and he told me that he picked up a, a gentleman who was a priest, and he both of them had a chat about demonic oppression, right? And uh, the priest was telling him that the more people, the more bad people do and stuff like that, you know, the more openings and doors and all that it leads to with this demonic oppression, like it, it'll torment their soul, you know? And he said within his, like, 40 years of, uh, like, being a priest, He's seen some pretty interesting things, you know, like 
he's had to bless people and you know read uh, read scripture for them to try to get the the possession demon possession to leave them alone, you know. And uh, I too have had like a weird oh, weird instance too where I felt like uh, something was just poking at me, you know, like endlessly, like I was falling into something mentally. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, a Roman Catholic priest, if he believes official Roman Catholic theology, is not a Christian and uh, he's a member of a false church. But what he was saying, though, is correct in that there's a lot more oppression that's opened up by people uh, upon themselves when they practice those things which are illicit, which are immoral. Uh, Drug abuse, pornography, uh, violence, uh, foul language, uh, taking the Lord's name in vain constantly. These things open uh, the doors to to more and more uh, decay. And as society as a whole degenerates in that that manner, it also is the case that more demonic activity is opened in society as well. And so it's kind Mm -hmm. of a a vicious circle. But nevertheless, so he's correct in that. Now, if you're uh, uh, feeling oppressed, let me ask you, uh, do you go to church at all? Uh, a couple times a month. Okay. So I hope that you're going to a good church, and what I would recommend you do is to contact the elders of the church and just talk to them about this and just say you mm-hmm. think maybe might be under an attack. Something to think about. Hopefully the elders know what they're doing well enough. Uh, also, if you think that's the case, and I'll give this very generically, you need to consider areas of your life or the life of others close to you that might present open doors to to the occult yourself and or others by which you must close and uh, and deal with appropriately so those are the generic stuff I'm telling you but go ahead uh, yes Matt um, I agree with what you said thanks but here, here's what happened to me uh, back in June um, I felt like something was oppressing me like I just felt another source and the first thing I did okay. was open up my Bible to Psalms and I started quietly kind of reading to myself, the praising the Lord and all that stuff. And what I did is I just kind of went around the house and I read Psalms. And then within about five minutes, I felt a million times better. There you go. Amen. <laughs> it, it worked. And I did my prayer yeah. too. And I was sincere and I was I humbled myself. And I, I prostrated on one knee. And I said, Lord, please let my head stop hurting. Whatever it is that's bothering me, please let it disappear. I have no hatred in my heart for anybody and their beliefs, and um, I just I let myself go, and I said, please help me in this, and then surely enough, I read the Psalms. Just like that, I was like, I felt cured. It was the weirdest thing. Well, you know, God's Word is powerful, and so good for you, and uh, that's what I recommend Thanks. people do, is read Scripture and pray and trust God and, and close doors, depending on the level of, of oppression mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so there you go, man. Good stuff for you. Thanks. Uh, yes, yes, Matt. Um, I've noticed that over the years and stuff like that with like Roman Catholics and Islam, Jehovah's Witnesses, all these religions have so many good followers in them. They're honest, they're sincere, they're compassionate. Like the, the, with the church that I used to go to, I found out that their mosque and stuff like that was raising money for that uh, hurricane that happened that year. And the, the synagogue across the street by mm-hmm. them uh, was also their, uh, their church... Their, sorry, their synagogue rabbis were also raising money on the side of the road for anything that'll help. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, there are so yeah. many good religious people in the world. Yeah, on the human level, yes. 
um, you know, Mormons do nice things, Catholics do nice things, but uh, the devil wants people to do nice things so that others will join their false religions. Because they're not believing the true living God. Yes. Well, yeah. well, well, my thing was, is I have no problem with uh, everybody else. I believe that allowing somebody to believe what they want to is part of loving your neighbor, you know? Just pray for them, and only yeah. the Lord knows best. And, Mm-hmm. That's right. That's part of it. That's right. And also pray for them and things like that. But yes, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, yeah, buddy. Sounds good to me. Thank you for hearing me out. All right. Well, God bless. Okay. All right, buddy. You take care. You too. All right. All right. Let's uh, get on the air with Jason from Ogden. Hey, I was just recently in Ogden. Hey, buddy. You're on the air. Hey, so I got it question mm-hmm. about scripture um, uh, Matthew 6 34 okay. where it says don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring itself Mike and mm-hmm. um, I'll set it in the street and sure you know what it says my question about it what what and what does that mean <laughs> like in depth, means- I, in depth I guess it means don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care so of itself. When, so Trust God. Oh. It's hard to do. So <laughs> what? When, all right. So when he said, so, so somebody is a stressful person, does that mean that they're just not trusting in God, or or does it kind of go further than that? Like in the like, if there's another scripture, there might be another where it says, "Don't worry about." Or don't worry. Um, I guess yeah, it's a sin to really worry. Yeah, it's a tough one um, because the admonition that we have before God is to not worry. As I was said in the opening statement of the show, these are some of the things that are coming up a lot with me recently. And it's because my wife's health is under uh, duress even more. And uh, the ministry is uh, suffering because of the economic uh, situation. There's other pressures and things like this. As we all go through different formula, same, I say same formula, different variables, we all have to trust God where we're at. And so to worry is to take back what belongs to God and his sovereignty and his goodness and to say, I don't trust you that you're going to take care of me. So I'm going to worry about it. So I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned. Concern is different than worry. Worrying is a taking to yourself and trying to fix it because you don't trust someone else, in this case God, to do what needs to be done. And how is this going to work out? That's worry. To be concerned is, I know God's going to take care of it. I don't know how. I'm concerned about my situation. I'll be praying. I'll be looking for opportunities. And yet, at the same time, we're trusting God. And that's okay. So what Christ is always telling us and what the the Bible tells us is to trust God and it's hard to do because when we see our bank account get low or we have to make adjustments or we have to cut back or whatever it is well Lord where are you he's there and so he's teaching us what it means to trust him because it's easy for us to trust him when our bank account is full our gas tanks are full and our pantries are full it's not so easy to trust him when these things are dwindling how do we trust him now? And so the true character of our hearts is manifested. And are we going to trust him? Are we going to have joy in his provision that may or may not come? 
what are we putting our hope in the full stomach or the, the cross and this is the kind of contrast that is brought to light in Matthew 6:34. don't worry about tomorrow it'll take care of itself each day has its own trouble and so what he's saying is you know trust the Lord he knows and we need to actively decide to trust him through the situations no matter how bad they get or how good they get either way okay Okay. All right. That's Dr. Green. Thanks again. Yeah, I wish you hadn't called. See, I wish you hadn't called. What? Oh, yeah, because the reason is you asked a question that I have to deal with, and now I had to tell you the answer, and now I have to live by it, and that's hard. (laughs) So so thanks for making me feel bad. Just let you know. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Jason. I appreciate it, man. All right. God bless. All right. Thank you. God bless. Okay. God bless. Oh, man. You know, I'll just tell you this. It's easier to preach it than it is to live it. You know, I'm saying it with a smile. But, man, we're all in it together. Let's get to William from Charlotte, North Carolina. William, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you. That's me. Uh, Just a quick note from that last guy about worrying about ring about we lost you ring about i said i'm can you hear me now yeah you we got you about worrying about and then you went blank so try it again i said i, I don't have time to worry about tomorrow because i'm always worried about today <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> anyway this is a this is a response to your, your uh, statement about getting your doctorate, Mm -hmm. there's a very, very fraction of the cost, inexpensive, accredited college right here in our vicinity, Ambassador Christian College, that you can get your doctorate, you can can actually start off with your uh, associates and then the bachelors and and go on up and get your, your doctorate. And the great thing about it is you don't have to buy any expensive books. The only book they require is the King James Version Bible. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, and you can oh, do it torture. online. Yeah, well, and, and you can do it online. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, I'll, I'll look into them. 40, they've been there for 40 years, and, and mm-hmm. not that many people know about this college. I actually went there. And my yeah. wife went there, and she got her associates and her bachelors. Okay. And the guy is really good, and he's he's just a, a, been a blessing for us and a lot of other people that can't afford the ten grand that it costs to go back yeah. to these real, you know, highfalutin colleges to get a degree. That's right. So something for just information purposes. I didn't have actually have a question, but that's okay. Good info. Yeah, I wrote it down. Well, Ambassador Christian College. Ambassador Christian College. They're on Main Street in Kannapolis. And the uh, okay. person's name is Keith Slough, the German guy, German descent, S-L-O-U-G-H. Okay. So y'all good. Y'all look it up. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds All right. good. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll listen to you when I'm, when I'm in my car. I'll listen to you religiously. No fun. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's the music. we got to go. Well, thanks a lot. Maybe I'll get out there sometime and uh, have a meeting with people. I'd love to meet people out there. 
we've got to go though but sure. anyway, god bless william Thank thanks you. for that info yep. all right all right hey folks we're out of time there's the music may the lord bless you and by his grace we're back on here tomorrow and lord willing we'll talk to you then have a great evening god bless another program powered by the truth network